0: Hello, movie freaks. Eric here. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit here before we get into this week's episode, because it is going to be a special episode. It is going to be the first of our classic series, I guess that's what I'm going to call it. Uh, Now, for those of you that are very familiar with the show, you probably will know all the history that I'm about to lay down here, but for those of you that don't, uh, I thought I might answer a couple of your quandaries. First of all, why does this show on iTunes start at episode 19? Well, that would be because we started off as a pod show, is what I called it, instead of a podcast, because I put up pictures and shit uh, uh, on YouTube. It was just uh, merely out of convenience. We were just starting off, uh, wanted to build a show... Didn't know what the show was going to be, just kind of winging it, and then YouTube was the easiest place to start because you just click to upload and you're uploading. It's not like a podcast where you have to, uh, well, let's just say it's a lot more involved, <laughs> getting it put out there and coding and yada yada. And this YouTube was just uh, presented the easiest option. Uh, there Also, our recording equipment, our recording method at the time was far different than it is now. So have a little bit of forgiveness with the quality of the recording. Basically, Eugene would Skype in and I would turn my external speakers on my computer towards the microphone and we would just use one mic via Skype. It was very primitive, but it functioned. And at least for those first 18 episodes before we got banned... Uh, for copyrights infringements, for fair use stuff, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, and as we went along, I figured out what I wanted the show to be. Uh, we both did. I wanted it to be something that you could revisit or it's, somebody could find at a later date and it would still be relevant. I didn't want it to be ultra-topical to the movies that came out this weekend. I didn't want to be competing with the hundred other internet sites that were... All trying to be the first out with the first review of the thing this weekend. It was like there's plenty. That position has already been taken by a hundred different sources. I wanted to. We wanted. We both wanted the show to be something that shines a light on the lesser known films that were gems in the rough. You know, I was born in like '79, so yeah, I'm not familiar with the movies of the '70s. I was zero, so you know, I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch those. And I'm sure that stuff. Even if you were around at the time, there were things that got lost in the shuffle. And that's what we kind of wanted the show to be so that you could go back and access any episode at any time and maybe pull a gem out of there uh, that you'd never heard of from, who knows, whatever year. Uh, Anyway, at least got us to the point where we knew what the show was and were comfortable hosting it. So I still appreciate YouTube for that, even though they kicked us off for dumb reasons. Anyway, uh, the recording quality, yeah, I just... Bear with it a little bit, and (laughs) uh, if nothing else, it'll make you appreciate how okay we sound now, maybe. (laughs) I also changed the intro music and the outro music to our our current jam, just uh, obviously because of those rights issues. Don't want to get kicked off any more platforms. So, let us hop into our time machine and go back to September 16th of 2014. To episode eighteen, and let's see if uh, we had anything worth a damn to talk about. Enjoy. Movie freaks. movie freaks. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Movie Freaks Pod Show, the only podcast on the net that researches local movie theaters before selecting vacation destinations. <laughs> I'm Eric Marner.
1: I'm Eugene Weaver.
0: <laughs> and we've got another wonderful show put together for you today with lots and lots to get to. We're going to cover uh, all kinds of different genres of film today in this pod. Um, and we're going to get to the movie roulette. Uh, maybe an update on 4K. Did you have that for us? Yes. Okay. Yes. We might look into my that. Main
1: thing to, my main thing is I, I've I've watched enough movies that are definitely noteworthy that I'm going to try and hit on as much of those as I can. That's kind of my main focus because okay. there's some that I really want to talk to you about and to share with uh, with any listener out there that might be interested. So that's kind of that's I've fine. Got
0: to, That's fine. We can bump the 4K down to the bottom of the list. If we get to it, we get to it. And if not, yep. it, there's always next episode. It's not like it's an impending thing, so... Yeah. Um, okay, let's start right off with the movie roulette. Last week we did a blind roulette, uh, which is you give me three you haven't seen, and I get to pick, and vice versa. And from your list, I picked All is Lost, Robert Redford, and you picked Plus One. Um, would you like to go first, or you want me to?
1: Uh, why don't you go first? I think the e- that I went first last time, so okay. have at it.
0: All right. Okay, All is Lost. This is a, um, boy... Lost at Sea movie. I guess that would be the description of it. Robert Redford on a boat, lost at sea. And, again, I've got my list of notes, and I'm just going to go down through it. There isn't a lot to give as far as synopsis, because that is the movie. It's Robert Redford on a boat, lost at sea by himself. Um, okay, right off the start, I, I have my note says, I love boat-slash-ocean movies, probably because it terrifies me. I love, mm-hmm. like, Hunt for Red October, submarine movies in general. I'll, I'll see just about any submarine movie. Um, Navy, boat stuff. I don't know. It's just being surrounded by that big an expanse always is fascinating to me. So when you got oh. Robert Redford, one of the greatest actors ever, and he's going to do this one all by himself, I, that's a pretty easy sell for me. The only... Well, we'll get to that. I was going to say my only preconceived negative, but we'll get to that. Um, beginning. Love the no setup. There is zero setup this movie begins with him on a boat in the ocean that is is he it. the
1: only actor in this whole movie or is that a spoiler he's the only actor that's not a spoiler he's the only actor in the whole movie wow yeah. i and i didn't know that i knew that he was supposedly by I, mean, I figured well there's maybe a setup and then a closing thing but whatever no but there there is no,
0: there is none you don't even know why he's out uh, what he's doing you don't even know why he's out in the ocean you don't he's just that's- I didn't know that. That sounds good. Yeah, it's cool. The, the no setup is awesome, because I was, like, instantly hooked. And it hooked. it begins in the, right off the bat with um, him waking up to a bang and water coming into his boat. Because what happened is, uh, you know, these giant shipping boats, shipping ships that have these shipping containers that they stick on trains and stuff like that. One of those yeah. must have fell overboard or got tossed, and he ran into it with his uh, sailboat. He's on a sailboat and the corner of it punched a hole in his boat, but above the water line. So if he tips one way, water's coming in. And then, so for the next, for the first third of the movie, he's patching that up and the weather is beautiful. And into my next note, the nice weather is so serene when they're out there and he's by himself and it's just nice weather. And for a few days, he's patching up the boat. The weather's really good. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's enthralling. I I was totally into it. But of course, it's here. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, weather's starting to get bad. Dot dot dot. All caps. Hell no.
1: <laughs> and
0: you know, you just see it coming. And the look on his face—he instantly starts preparing, which I liked that uh, too. Um, again, and they, they made a big deal about this when they were making it. Very little dialogue, and it. Um, okay, I'm skipping ahead of my notes. We'll get to it. Okay, next note can tell the weather, the bad weather is fake, a la Disney, early 1950s Disney, if you remember any of those movies like um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Swiss Family Robinson, anything where there's a people in a boat, you can tell that it's shot in a pool with green screen behind it, you know what I mean? And they did a lot of shots in that, that were kind of disappointing to me because... Obviously, this is going to be a smaller budget film, so I'm forgiving of it, but there were a lot of scenes where you could tell the camera is 10 feet off the side of the boat, just kind of hanging normal, and the boat is rocking, and they're rain machines, and the background is fake, and you're like, okay, Robert Redford's on a boat in the middle of the ocean. You know, It just didn't... Something in the effects didn't quite gel, and I think it had to do with the camera placement and the way that they were moving it or something. Um Okay. Okay, here we go. Next note, doesn't talk at all. I mean, you got all this stuff that's going wrong, and he deals with each each situation, and like, we'll fix it, and then something else happens, and it's a natural progression. It's not one of those things where you're going, geez, God hates this guy. He is trying to kill his ass. Yeah but it's just kind of a natural progression of well then this thing arose and then this problem came up and there you know and and he's fixing them and it's going well he's staying pretty level headed but you know and maybe i'm just a loud mouth as i sit here on my podcast cuz i got to talk to somebody <laughs> but um I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, when I'm driving around and somebody cuts me off, I'm screaming at them. When I'm, when I'm all by myself in my garage working and I drop something on my toe, I cuss, I swear. I, I, I shout out, dang it. Or I'm trying to do this and that while I'm fixing something. I'll go, well, maybe this goes over here. Maybe I can do, I, you know, zero, there's no dialogue and and it's just him going, That's you know that's about the most you get out of him for for the bulk of the movie. That's I mean he does speak a little bit, but um. Now my next two notes are kind of spoilery, so I'm not gonna say those until you've watched the movie, and I'm sure
1: you will sometime. This would be a wife material movie. I, I actually I was planning on uh, on watching that uh, here next week, pending your review. So you'll be watching it next week. Okay. Um and when we'll get into spoilers
0: after you've seen it, but I don't want to these two things happen. They're the same thing, but it happens twice and it's so cool and so surprising kind of that it happened. I didn't, I I don't even want to mention what it is because it's better to just not even know that it's going to happen and you know, so we'll save that and then we'll, we will do spoilers and after you've seen it. Okay. Okay. Next note. Um, daughter came in the room, watched three minutes of the movie, said, what? No talking, no music. Why is he in a raft? This is confusing and left.
1: (laughs) That immediately makes me want to watch it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was just funny. I was like, who's he going
0: to talk to? There's no one there. It's him to himself. Well, I talk to myself all the time, and well, yeah, I do too. But you're not going to sit there and monologue to yourself. Oh, she oh, saw the three minutes. I was, I was, I was in the third act by that point. And of course, the one minute that she's in there is the one yeah. where he gets so frustrated that he looks up to the sky and just screams the f word as loud as possible. Of course, of course. <laughs> um. Okay. There, there was he. There was a little bit of of him reading a letter at the beginning, or or reading a diary entry at the beginning or something, they don't really tell you what. Um, but I don't want to tell you what that was about. It was kind of a ending is the beginning, beginning is the ending kind of thing. Um, Again, kind of spoiler my next note, so I'm just going to save that sure. one, but just, just in when we're getting into the third act of the film, I'll save that for the spoiler review. We'll just save that. Okay, final note. And this is Might be construed as spoilerific, but I'm I'm I don't care because I think if you can't deduce this yourself, you wouldn't even watch this movie. You know, it can only end one of two ways, yeah.
1: And he lives or dies, the
0: end. (laughs) And as you know, my review or my feelings about open water and buried,
1: um, oh, yeah,
0: then you will know by my review how this is gonna end and gotcha. I'm giving this movie a thumbs up I like this uh, movie this is a good movie and, and that that certainly helps and that right the, that uh, right there fantastic. gives away the ending I mean you obviously uh, yeah. but um I like the movie I like the way things worked out there were it definitely had some negatives but I'm gonna save that for the spoiler review and yeah. um, we'll we'll touch on those then but um I did like mm-hmm. I did like it and it was well made. And it was an interesting story. I and you could tell it's I, I was almost kind of disappointed by the low budget because I want to know more. Why was he out there? Why you know, yeah. I like I have more questions, but at the same time they're interesting positive questions where it's like, what did he do then? Who was he? What did he do? I you don't you know nothing about the guy at all. Wow. Huh. So one to ten scale, you'd give it a what? Seven, uh, eight, yeah, seven, yeah. Seven? I'd probably give it a seven. Which is okay. which is a thumbs up, but I'm I'm not going like, holy crap, I'm not giving it gem status. Okay. Um but yeah a, a decent watch good good family or uh, I don't know if I want to say family but a good one that you can watch in mixed company you gotcha. know, you're not gotcha. gonna there's not nothing too majorly offensive in here
1: good yeah, that'll definitely go on the uh on the watch list for uh for the significant other Then yeah
0: i I encourage you to watch it though in the next week or two so that we can spoil it really, yeah. <laughs> that'll be
1: something we t- we touch on next podcast definitely. okay over to you, sir. Okay, so my movie was um, plus one and uh, the title itself is literally like the plus sign and then the number one. So I'm torn on, on how I rate this because watching this movie um, competently made, the, uh, the lead actor is actually the best thing going on in the movie The Purge. He was uh, the creepy blonde smiley guy with the mask. Okay. Yeah, he was the best part of Purge. He was he yeah. was cool in that, and and he is a good actor. Uh, he he was very good in this too. Here's where I go south on the movie a little bit, um, and I'll just before I even get a give a synopsis of the movie, I'll say why I'm 40 years old now, and watching this movie, I'm like, if I would be 20 years younger, I would think this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, now some movies, some teen movies. I, I totally am totally into, and yeah, this is great. Other ones, I'm like, I'm old. <laughs> this was one of those where I'm like, oh, uh, I'm old. <laughs> However, I'm going to um, split my review kind of because I want to... I give it a, a middle-of-the-road pass just because I, I would have really liked it had I been younger. So that's, you know, it's my age. It's not... A fault of the movie. The, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the movie is, it's it's a time travel type of thing where basically there's this big, there's this big high school party going on, drugs and booze and sex and all that stuff. And at the same time, some meteorite crashes close by and causes everybody at the party to have doubles that just pop up. And, and every now and then, the lights flicker, the lights go out, and the doubles get a little bit closer to the time frame that the originals are in. Gotcha. Great, uh, great setup. Um, and competently made, uh, very, you know, I'm guessing it was a fairly low budget, but it didn't show. It was competently made filmed. Well, the music is again, whatever the hip music is now, which I don't really know, but it just seemed like they are definitely catering, catering towards the, uh, late teens early 20s crowd um but very much a you have to pay attention because it's it gets pretty crazy with the whole time travel thing and the these these the the same your 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 double is getting closer and closer to you and everybody everybody starts to realize things are not as they should be they're bumping into each other there are significant others and they're immediately they want to kill each other Oh, and,
0: oh, no. That, yeah. that, see, I figured you were going to say, obviously, there's only one way this movie can end. Uh, everybody's blowing each other in the corner and doubles <laughs> on doubles.
1: <laughs> but that's, I don't want to give too much more away, but basically, that's the whole thing, and it's, there's a sinister vibe going on. Um, so, again, I, I the storyline was good, acting was good, I, I I, dug everything about it, but I'm like, it, something about it was like, oh, I... Half the movie was just of this big rave party and teens and their stupid love interest type stuff. I'm like, come on! I'm like, I know your you know character build up, set up, whatever, but I'm like, I don't care about your dumb your your little one month romance. You're trying to get in the girl's pants and blah blah blah. You know, it's gets get going here.
0: I understand. But, I totally understand what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. It's a fine movie, just not for you. And I, you know what? I'm going to mark this as a thumbs down. That's the way, because okay. that's kind of what it sounds like to me. It does not. You're not selling me on it that I need to go watch I this.
1: You, I think that you would be annoyed too. The uh, the 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 gimmick of it, the whole time travel thing, it, it was really cool. But the fact that it was just teenage, 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 and acting like teenagers, and and I I, I love Harry Potter stuff. I'm I'm huge Harry Potter fan. But something about this, I'm like. Oh, I'm okay. I, I get it. I'm at a teen party, and I'm I'm an old dude right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. But, but the whole way through, I I was what's going to happen next. But when it was done, yeah, I would never. I would certainly never watch it again. But it wasn't one where I'm like, oh, what a waste of an hour and a half. But so it, middle of the road for me. I understand what you're saying. I got you. Yeah. So okay. Well, good to know. It takes
0: one off my queue.
1: So yeah. So there's my review.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, charge right into the next round um, so we can keep things moving here. Okay. Um, you had mentioned earlier in text that you were set up for, you want to do another blind? Round three? I, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I would just like it known for the record. Uh, that was your choice.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> I had other
0: options on the table for you, but you chose to go blind and I chose to be amusing. Okay. Oh, and oh, oh. Hey, you haven't heard my picks yet. <laughs> I haven't. I don't care. Whatever it is, I win. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Uh,
0: yes, well, you know, I think that in, in doing this for the pod, we've gotten a little comfortable uh, recently, and we've been picking stuff that's in the wheelhouse. And so what I'm going to be uh, giving uh, here is uh, three films that I believe you haven't seen. I will give you most of the synopsis and such and then at the end I want you to tell me what the common theme is between these three films okay okay we're going to start with uh 2011 uh Joel Schumacher film called Trespass with Nicole Kidman a husband and wife find themselves pushed to their absolute limit when they're held for ransom by brutal thugs who invade their home
1: um, number two Wait, wait, hold on, just pause. This is going to be a Nicolas Cage thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. That movie. I know he is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hilarious.
0: Because <sighs> he, th- he has three movies on here right now that sound okay. So, oh, but you know how it is. You know how it is. Oh, I know how it is. You, you get two good Nick Cages for every eight bad ones. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's
1: hilarious.
0: Uh, number two, from 2012, from director Simon West. And if I'm not wrong, are you not a fan of his, I believe? Yes, I am, yeah. Okay. Stolen. A master thief is ready to leave his criminal past behind, but when his daughter is kidnapped, he's forced to pull off one last heist. Oh, of course. Well, of course. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, and lastly, um, we from 2014, oh. Rage. When his daughter is abducted, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. A respectable businessman with a violent past rounds up his old crew to help him find her by any means necessary. Also, star- also starring Danny Glover. Um, director, I don't know, but I didn't recognize the name of the director. Okay. But anyway, I think like that one looked pretty good. Rage. Rage. So, you have rage, stolen, and trespass. <laughs> oh, man. And right now you're going, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> hey, this is the blind. This is the blind. Yep, it of, is. You know how these oh. Nick Cage movies go. You could start it oh, in I'm, five minutes, know that this is going to be a piece of shit. Oh,
1: but you're I in know. for the I, haul. Like I'm dedicated. I'm stuck. Because <laughs> at least, like with plus one, I was instantly hooked. Like, instantly, like, okay, this is interesting. But here. You're gonna know pretty quickly. Oh no, it's one of those Nick Cage movies, <laughs> or it might be a. Oh, okay, this is gonna be. But one of at those least
0: Nick I, Cage I, movies. I, I restricted myself to picking Nick Cage movies that at least had one other name of interest. So you've got Schumacher and Kidman, Simon West, Danny Glover. So that's at least a little better than some of the crap he's been. He turns out where it's like I don't know anybody else in yeah. this movie. Okay. Well, rage, rage, it shall be. <laughs> uh well, you you picked probably would if I had to guess which would be the best one.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Well, that should be fun. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> yep. Hey, no, we don't blind. have to. We don't have
0: to do the blind every time. What, you can no, you can no, no, pick no, one is, off is, the it, wall. It makes it more fun. Okay. This is, but those um, are three that I was planning on at least watching the first 10 minutes of to see if there you know there was anything there. They're all in I'll, my queue.
1: I'll leap on that grenade for you. <laughs> <laughs> so mine I so I came up with two different genres and I'm going to give you each genre. You can pick between which one you want me to give you the three that I picked and we'll go from there. So genre number 1 is creature features. Genre number 2 is nature run amok, which would be um Jaws would be a, what I would consider nature run amok. If that makes, does that make sense? It does, but uh, I could almost put Jaws in creature feature. Okay. Well, okay. Creature features are non, um, non-realistic entities. Non-realistic. Okay. Yeah. So creature features here would be alien. Uh, nature run amok would be Jaws. That's kind of what I was okay. going for okay. there with the two. So, Oh
0: man, that's tough because yeah, there is a lot of creature features out there that are just God awful. Um, so,
1: Oh, dang! And I did my research on all six titles. Okay. Um, I'm looking it. at it right now. Dang it!
0: Uh, give me nature run amok. Give me, give me, give me that. I'll go with that. Nature
1: run amok. Okay. Choice number one is the 1972 movie Frogs. You know,
0: <laughs> I, that's on my list, and I actually watched like 10 minutes of it. I haven't watched any more of it. <laughs> okay.
1: Now, if you've watched ten minutes of it, does that mean that should we still count that? Yeah, that'll still count because I, I, I didn't take it off or anything. I don't think. Okay. Frogs. Uh, movie number two is from I believe nineteen seventy-seven, called Barracuda.
0: I have watched Barracuda. I have fast for I fast up. forwarded through most of Barracuda. Okay.
1: And then, last but not least, is a movie from nineteen ninety-one, I believe, from. Uh, Anthony Hickox, which he made, um, I believe he made, I think, one of the Warlock movies. I recognize or, that name. Yeah, and uh, Wax, he's he's kind of a B-movie horror, like, I think one of the reanimator sequels he directed, uh, but that's called Blood Surf, and that's a big, about a big killer crocodile. So there you go oh judas 77 well obviously barracuda so now it's basically down between frogs and well, i don't and... even
0: remember if i watched all the barracuda i i don't even remember i might have just started obviously, that one too
1: yeah obviously the name of that that's a Jaws slash piranha ripoff so you know
0: what was the lot the blood one what was that
1: that's uh oh it was that's a crocodile, a crocodile. Was crocodile? 1991. yeah 1991
0: oh yeah. Ugh. <laughs> That's worse That's than seventies. At least the seventies stuff is cheesy enough that it's funny, whereas the nineties stuff will just be, just be painful. Yeah. Yep.
1: So there you go. Oh, I, let me tell you, the, you, the features... you I,
0: Can I pick a Nick Cage movie? Because damn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, if you want, if you, I mean, it's up to. You. Well, no, you. No, you no, no I up...
0: picked it. I'm. I'll be in. Uh, i Yeah. Take you... my lumps.
1: Have you watched any of these? You haven't watched any. I of have these. not watched any of them. Not one second of any of them. Damn. The cover on okay. all three looks good. Oh
0: yeah, right. Okay, I'll take the what was it? Blood. Blood You're always blood giving too. me
1: things with blood in the title. Blood, what? <laughs> blood Surf. Blood Surf. Oh god. At least the guy that made it has made some mentionable, you know, I think Bride of Reanimator, and I mean he's done some stuff that I've heard of and don't expect much, but who knows? Oh, you not. never know. <laughs> That's why oh, we do these. That's right.
0: That's right. Okay.
1: And I can promise you, no one else right now on the web is 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 watching Blood Surf. It would be my it Would be my strong hunch. So it's or talking about it. Yeah, we're talking about it.
0: Oh, okay, I'll take it. I'll take my lumps. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. I, I thought there's no way you're gonna trump a Nick Cage theme, but wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, that'll be something.
1: Yeah. and I won't I won't give the titles to uh for the creature features but yeah, one of the three one of the three was directed by the by Jim Waranowski or whatever his name is. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name he they did a documentary on him the Bear Wench Project uh or the, oh
0: yes yes yes
1: yes okay. so that tells you the quality of movies I picked
0: there <laughs> oh see that's what I was afraid of
1: yeah <laughs> harsh man harsh
0: okay okay <laughs> Next up, we're going to we're gonna bump the 4K topic down to the bottom and move into uh, stuff we've recently watched. Okay. Um, lead off, sir. I think you probably will have more than I do. Uh, I have a few new things, but most of my stuff we've discussed in the past. So
1: Okay. Yeah, I've got some stuff here that I was really wanting to, to talk to you about. The number one movie that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, a movie that you and I watched the trailer for when we went to the Cedar Lee to watch uh, Return to Newcomb High.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, there was a trailer on there for a movie called Cheap Tricks. Yes, yes, that looked really awesome. good. And it's on Amazon Prime. So I'm like, okay, I got to watch this thing. Huge thumbs up. Total gem in the rough. Um, it's a uh, Synopsis here real quick is... Two down on their luck guys sitting in a bar slash strip club and um, a guy and I'm not he the, the guy has been, he's a he's an man and a hot tub time machine he's a, he's like he's a balding guy kind of overweight a little bit I, I forgive me if I don't know his name I forget his name but he's kind of the go to comedy yeah, I who, guy I know
0: who you're talking about he was in uh, that snowboarding movie a few years back that I really love too
1: yes um, yes so um, him and his wife um, are filthy, rich, yuppie couple that uh, that befriend these guys, and they start uh, daring them to do stuff for cash. And it starts small and escalates fast, out of control. And it's the blackest of blackest of black comedies. Uh, but... It, About 15, 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh boy, here, this is, oh boy, here we go.
0: So kind of a twist on that one that we both watched not too long ago. 13 Sins, 13 Sins, yeah.
1: But significantly better. It looked Uh, better. (laughs) Yeah, because it is, um, it's played for just dark laughs. Um, But it's one where when it was done, I'm like, oh man, Eric would like this. This is just, (laughs) jeez, oh, come on.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, uh, I, I remember watching the trailer for it. Um, I believe I posted it as well, and it looked it looked right up my alley. I, I love well, that kind of that kind of thing, but uh, yeah. again, it, it strikes me as one of those that can only end one one of a couple ways, and you kind of know that it's not going to end well.
1: And that's what makes it. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but that's what makes it so good because the ending is just. Brilliant. Okay, good. Well, that's... <laughs> you know, you know, I, the ending made me... Awe. I'm like... It ended, I'm like, are, are you kidding me? I'm like, that was great. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so big... It's only 80 minutes long, something like that. Fast-paced, funny, gross. Um, very gross, actually. Uh, and just dirty. One of those, when you're done, you're like, oh, okay, time for shower now. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, so, okay. Well, are, that it. Okay. Yep, that's it. Just
0: big okay. Thumbs up. Um, one of the ones I've watched this, uh, since last pod, I've actually been wanting to watch very badly for some time. And that, and this is a little bit of <clears throat> self-promotion here, but, uh, I had a little bit to do with the making of this film. And so I finally, uh, last year, I uh, was helping, uh, my buddies over on, uh, Rick and Dave's comic book hour. Uh, Rick, was working on a, I I think, I'd have to ask him to be positively sure, but I think he was just kind of planning on doing another short thing for their um, show, and then it just got expanded and expanded and expanded, and and kind of, he went and made a short film out of it. I think it's 17 to 20 minutes long.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Um, He was making it as a horror special, and then he spent uh, more time working on it, editing it and everything, and getting it together more filming the story expounded and he asked me to come in and help with some of the just here and there. I've helped them before in the past on just a, a camera a placeholder, right? You know, I'm not, I'm not working any magic over there. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> all right, just helping out, you know, cause I've helped on, you know, with our short films and whatever. So I have a little bit of experience of, Oh, I'm holding the camera here or Hey, maybe about this idea or whatever, you know, just dumb little stuff like that. But, uh, anyway, so he finally got that done, and I wasn't able to make it over to their party premiere, which sucked. But it just was the way it was. Um, and then they, he gave me a DVD copy of it. I finally got to watch it, and it was it was great. It it's a meant to be a. It's called Sabo House, and it's meant to be kind of a. Well, he is a thing called geek horror, which um, it's not meant to be taken like straight horror you understand it's it's supposed to be kind of funny horror yeah and 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 it you know maybe i'm biased because i was involved in it and at one point he's like hey we need somebody else to stand in here so he dressed me up as a cop and i'm in it for two seconds but i even forgot about that and was like oh dear lord so i'm in it for like two seconds but (laughs) thank god he was merciful and edited the bulk of me out (laughs) as i have no ambitions of being an actor but i really it was a lot of fun of course i'm biased cuz i was involved in it but i had a lot of fun with it it's not perfect it's no budget filmmaking and you and i are big fans of no budget filmmaking well, uh, yeah i'm i'm totally on board totally. and it's it's available for sale for like a couple of bucks i encourage uh, our listeners to go give it a shot at least support no budget filmmaking and i'll i don't have their his website up uh I don't have his website right here offhand, but I'll I'll put it up in the YouTube video so people can uh, go to there. I I, I wanted to pimp them more and share them more. They have a YouTube channel. They have a ton of videos. Uh, It's Rick and Dave's Comic Book Hour. Uh, If you're into comic books at all, it's a great show. I I, I really enjoy it. It's funny. They do little skits uh, similar to... um, um, big Chuck and little John, those, oh, nice. uh, those yeah. Cleveland, Ohio people like us, oh,
1: nice.
0: they do little skits in there that are just freaking hilarious, man. I, I <laughs> they kill me. Um, so anyway, I want to give a shout out to them and push some traffic their way. All two of the people listening to our show. Yeah, <laughs> but at any rate, they're buddies of mine. And I want to promote that stuff, and I, I really enjoyed the DVD. And I'm glad that it's on my shelf as as one of the things that I kind of had a little tiny hand in helping with. And, yeah, oh, that's cool. Encourage people to go out there and make their movies because you can do it. So anyway, yes, and- that I'm using that one of my slots fully for Sabo House. Oh, that's cool. Go yeah. ahead, sir. Back to you.
1: Okay, now here um, I'm trying to decide if I want to do two and one just because they kind of go a little bit together. Um, I'm going to start with one of my very, 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 very favorite, uh, 80s slasher movies of all time. Finally re- released on Blu-ray worth every penny. This is a part of my teen years. Um, it's, it, it's right up there with the best of anything that came out in the early 80s. And it's, uh, star- it's starring, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, Leslie Nielsen, of all people. And it's a little bit more thriller than slasher, but it is, I I think it was so well made. And it captured that early 80s um, almost as good as things like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and um, Sleepaway Camp and those types of movies. But it's called Prom Night. I'm guessing you've seen Prom Night.
0: I have not seen Prom Night. I'm oh, I'm, no, I'm aware of it and very aware of the cover, but I I didn't know that you were that into it. I haven't really heard I that
1: much about it. Well, the the DVD releases have been atrocious. Um, in fact, I think the last time I watched Prom Night, it probably was DVD, but back when DVD first came out, back in ninety ninety six, ninety seven. Um, but it's never been it's never been properly restored or anything like that. So I I bought it. Just came out and it's. They did, a, I think, a 4K restoration on it. Um, Synopsy Films. And it's it's like watching it for the first time. And it is... You would totally dig it. Is and it's it one of the, right, I like it so much, I want you to borrow my Blu-ray of it just so you can watch it. Okay. Is it a slasher or what, what it is else? It is a slasher, yeah. And obviously it's called Prom Night. They did a remake which was totally, hellaciously awful. I
0: watched the trailer for that and it made me want to punch myself it was in the terri- face. I hit that trailer made me so mad. I was like, I will never watch that. Thing. Yeah.
1: The the original is so cool. Um, and again, it's more, it's almost more thriller. The first hour is all set up pretty much, but that's okay. It's like, it's, you're totally into it and the acting is good and it's well made. And it's just that slice of that early eighties slice of uh, high school back then. It was just so cool. And I've grown up with that movie. Cool killer, uh, and the there's some great chase stuff in the end, some um, some good kills and it's it obviously they're playing off of the whole Halloween theme, but that is one of my that could be in my top five favorite slasher movies. How long is it? Um, um ninety minutes, something like that. The first whole hour is set up, nothing almost, almost I mean, there's there's a couple things that go on in it. Um but again, the music, the styles, the acting, the setup and everything, you have to watch it. Um, it's just, you're totally, and I'm totally into it. And just how the, the killer is just slowly taking his time, getting things in order for what he has to do because of, because of obviously the setup in the very beginning, because there's always a setup in the beginning, yeah, something, yeah. something tragic happens or something bad happens. And hence, that's why the killer is doing what he's doing or he or she. And that's what this is. And it's just, it works so good. Um, so huge thumbs up. So I'm gonna piggyback from from that. I'm gonna not pity back, but I'm gonna go right into the next slasher movie that I watched. Um, just because they're both early '80s slasher movies, and that's um, a movie called Graduation Day. And now we're getting into the very soft underbelly of the '80s slasher, where um, the more top tier stuff like Halloween and even Prom Night—that's that's a fairly well known movie. Graduation Day, on the other hand, is a lot more like. Um, What's a a little scene? New Year's Evil would be maybe something similar. Have they Um, filled out all
0: the dates yet? Is Canadian Boxing Day a movie (laughs) where some slasher comes back and he's pissed off about,
1: Uh, (laughs) I'm from Canada,
0: eh? And I was
1: boxing. <laughs> uh, this one here is just oh, it's it's so broken and just so like oh, but yeah, of course I'm like I I was totally engrossed the whole way through. And are you giving? I can't tell if you're giving a thumbs up or a down. Is this good? Is this a that's good? A, that's that because I watched it right after prom night, which I gave that four and a half out of five because I that, I love that movie. Graduation day gets two and a half, um, but it is Z grade slasher early '80s um where something happens and then every ten minutes the killer is killing someone that contributed to what happened in the beginning yeah. the end but something about the styles and the music and the the practical effects and everything and on those early 80s movies is just so much fun <laughs> so but here's what's interesting about graduation day is i have the blu-ray of that and um i so i watched some of the, the special features on it were a lot of interviews with the people involved in that movie and the producer this is what i thought was very interesting in this movie called graduation day is they actually double billed that movie with John Carpenter's The Thing, so like in Drive-ins or whatever, like it was The Thing in Graduation Day, uh, and they said that they and even though The Thing bombed back in its original, but it, it was still a big enough movie that it got this little three hundred thousand dollar slasher movie more recognition because it was teamed up with this bigger budget Hollywood movie. So it's just weird that that movie was teamed up with John Carpenter's The Thing for yeah. its uh, for its drive in run or whatever back in eighty two or whenever it was. Wow. I thought that was kind of I thought that was kind of nerd trivia type stuff. Yeah, it yet.
0: is, and that's interesting. I also you have to wonder if yeah, I, I mean, because The Thing didn't do well. That was that no. did bad and was reviewed bad. Um, yeah,
1: it was and it was and trust me this was too this was this is okay because
0: high- i was gonna say what well, if it went on, on its own was it maybe being brought down by the thing or was it, do you think it really got more promotion because of the thing
1: i think it got more promotion because of the thing um uh, because this was and, and it was just interesting hearing the producer say how movies were promoted back then versus how they are now like a movie like that would just be a, a all of a sudden just pops up on netflix and it's gone in a month or so whatever but there it got a fairly major theatrical release for a $300,000 cheap cash-in yeah. on Halloween and any other number of slasher movies. And, you know, it, it made its money. And um, so it's it's got a little cult following. And so that's the only reason I bring it up is just because... Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, so that. back
1: in the day, there was just a certain way that movies were promoted. And Halloween was a success, as was Friday the 13th. Hence, every weekend, there was a new slasher movie coming out. And they
0: like to uh, kill a lot of people on uh, dates that are on your calendar, even if you don't know what they are.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I've taken up way too much of my time, so it's it's not oh, bad. no, you're food.
0: good. You're good. That actually, <clears throat> your talk of uh, that one hour slow build and prom date, which puts me on edge a little bit. Uh, because yeah, I, I really because want you to see it. I'll, no, I'll check it out. But uh, that leads into my next review because <laughs> not necessarily in a negative, but. Uh, one man's uh, slow burn can be another man's boring as shit, uh, yeah. a la The Machine, which you were like, eh, and yeah. I, I was totally yep. had its hooks in. I watched Here Comes the Devil, Ah,
1: where goodness. you were like,
0: slow yeah. burn, and I was like,
1: get on with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I, I, I will, uh, quick synopsis, Uh. Uh, family on vacation or something, and their two kids uh, go up on this hill while the parents take a nap, and then they go missing and uh, are returned the next day, but they're not the same. And they act weird and whatever. And that's a great setup. Again, I was thrown off by my expectations because of... And I'm not going to keep taking blame for this. My expectations were built on... The story, uh, the synopsis, and the cover art. And the cover art is not fair. Because coupled with that movie, which I'll put the cover up on the YouTube. If you watched yep. the last episode, I put up a cover. The main one that was used. That's not fair to have that cover with this title. Because it, and that synopsis. It totally was deceiving. And not in a good way. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking Apocalypse. Here Comes the Devil. And, and this is unleashing hell on earth. And like yep. the end is going to be the apocalypse or something. And it wasn't remotely no, like that no. at all. This was a slow burn with, with the family and, uh, and, you know, the the greatest way I can explain how this movie goes is that the second it's over, it bursts, birth, uh, bur- bursts into death metal and, Credits and and (laughs) which you're giving me double thumbs up on. I'm going ah, that's Eugene. No, no, no. It's it's, (laughs) no. A lot of times that works and that's fine. But they didn't do anything shocking enough for that for that. And this movie wasn't fun enough for that for that. It's like, dude, you you aren't that movie. Like. You were doing some sort of very intimate family drama, and I get frustrated when, okay, the kids come down the hill, and they're acting different, and they believe they were through a very traumatic experience, and that's understandable, but when the kids don't talk, that frustrates the crap out of me, and they do that a lot in movies, and it's like, dude, I understand you went through a traumatic thing, but you gotta talk about it a little bit. Kids talk, and even if they're it was so traumatic that they're not talking... There comes a certain point where a thing happens three or four times to- or five or six times where you're going, okay, enough of this bullshit. What the hell happened? You know, yeah. that, where the parent should be saying that to the kid, where the parent should be just throwing it down. Okay, look, we, whatever it was it was uncomfortable and I'm sure it was horrible. It's time to talk it out. We've got to know what happened before we can fix the problem. And there wasn't that. It was just, oh, the kids aren't speaking. They don't speak. They just nod. And occasionally they'll say, Yes or no. And, and what point do you go, you look at them and you go, what the F? <laughs> like, I mean, my kid, I'd be looking and go, what? Speak. What? What? What's the problem? You know, but they don't do that. They just let it go. And, the, and, and the weird shit keeps happening and happening and happening. And it's repetitive. It's the same thing every time it's like, okay, it's nighttime. As soon as the kids fall asleep, all the lights start flickering and you're floating and there's uh, earthquakes. Uh, get on with it. You know like you got to give the audience a clue along the way. You got to every every so often you got to give us a clue. Give us another hint to keep us guessing. Don't just keep us in the dark the entire movie. But uh, they did they did wrap things
1: up. I mean you got the whole gist of it. At the you end, got the whole right? gist of
0: it at the end, yes, but it was just come on. Get on, yeah. you know, again with you at the machine. I'm going this is taking way too long to get to this apocalypse shit that I have been sold on the poster for this film. <laughs> and then at the end, it's not the apocalypse shit that you've been no. sold on the poster of the film. It's it's. And, and the material is disturbing the subject matter. I'm obviously not going to spoil it here, um, but it kind of, I'm, I'm, I am uh, preface. I am giving this a thumbs up. It's a good film. It's interesting. I, I, I'm, not me. I won't ever watch this again. I I didn't care, you know, and the, and when they got to the disturbing nature of this film the, because when you have here comes the devil in that synopsis, that title in that synopsis, you know you're going to be dealing with disturbing shit. And yeah, when it finally gets around to revealing what the disturbing thing was, you're so kind of put off by it because it was happening before they went up the mountain. You're so yeah. put, you're so put off by it that the supernatural stuff doesn't even have any weight. Like at that point you're like, well, screw them. I I don't even care. I don't even. I was like, I don't even care about the supernatural. I mean, it's in, the supernatural stuff was interesting. If they wouldn't have had that tidbit in there, it would have been really cool. But again, I've got to be vague so I don't spoil it for you. But I know. Yeah. The, the dis- and I
1: think that that's a prime example of just different genres, different different types of movies that were. Because I thought it was great. The more I thought about, it, the more I'm like, that I I thought that was such a great movie, but. It's just one of those things where it's like there are certain genres that I think that we're very forgiving of. That Every person has their own types of movies that they just love and that connect with them or click with them. And like that one there, I'm like, oh, that, that clicked with me. I was cool. I, I oh, dug sure. that.
0: I just – I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, if you would have just dropped that one aspect and stuck with the supernatural stuff, that would have been so much better and so much more interesting. And it could have ended – it should have ended the way that the Storage 24 ended. Take, i oh, mean yeah. which which wasn't a great movie but take that ending and put it into this context you know you know what i'm saying like that would have been yeah. sweet but eh, they they went with let's be dark and edgy and disturbing with this uh subplot and I was just like by the time they revealed it I was like oh screw them you know <laughs> <They> <laughs> I'm, deserve it. I'm glad that that's what happened to them. I, I don't even care <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs>
1: know <laughs> i do understand I totally understand and it's
0: Yeah. I I, do give it a thumbs up though. It's a, it's a good film. You know, it just, eh, eh, forget it. Yeah. Anyway, bounce back to that also wraps up from our previous episode. It's kind of a continuation of that discussion. If you haven't seen that, listen to that episode, go listen to that one. And then you'll understand more of what we're talking about.
1: Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit on, there was a couple that I wanted to hit on. Um, but I want to make sure that I, I get to everything I'm going to, I'm going to jump into, um, django and because i figured that django and i'm talking about 1966 django with franco nero awesome uh, yeah i want to talk about that a little bit and i'm not sure if that might lead into the tarantino jamie fox django or not if it does great if not whatever but i just finished up django for the second time today because i got on a blu-ray um you had watched the original django before i did so you said you got to watch this and um uh, after Django Unchained came out in theaters, I got into a huge spaghetti western kick. Mm-hmm. After watching numerous spaghetti westerns, I finally watched Django. I got around to Django. I no joke. And,
0: I would say you probably were on a kick of about ten to twelve. Oh, I, it's like you, anything you were, I could. I'm like, you were watching. These
1: are so great. Tons of spaghetti western stuff. Tons so of. By them. The time, yeah, by the time I got to Django, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to wind down here. And then I watched that, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I liked that. Yeah, the the machine gun in the coffin, that's cool. Cool music, but I've seen this before. So, after a little while then, re-watching it, I'm like, oh, okay. Now that I haven't been watching a whole lot of westerns for a little while, yeah, that was cool and deserving of its cult status. That yeah. was awesome. a very... I, I mean, I jumped up a full star on that one. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that... When they He's mess up bat his bat that, bat.
0: when they when they mess up his hands, that, oh man, oh that was tough, dude. That was oh. like that was that reminded me of Gaio. Like that was just Gaio gross. Like that yeah. that Italian they they brought Italian seventies sixties seventies horror into like one little scene where of yeah. torture, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's so
1: sweet because that's the yeah. way I Horses, like it. Just the little bits of it. <laughs> yeah. Horses stomping on the hand, and oh. But but just the the whole Gatlin gun in the coffin and and the fact that the town that they were in was just gross and muddy and dirty and oh it was something about that movie was just everyone dies and pretty much I'm, I mean it's just <laughs> if there's if there is a cast member in the movie they're probably gonna die yeah <laughs> and he and actually, just that, that it gets a it definitely gets a big thumbs up it's not it's not like. You know, uh, once upon a time in the West and the the Man with No Name trilogy. It's not quite to that level, but it's it's a great slice of Italian spaghetti Western.
0: It is. I I completely agree. And what's fascinating, um, if you look into the history of Django, uh, the original Django, um, his movies and there's a bunch of sequels, and I haven't I haven't seen any of the sequels, uh, but. I would love to. I'm going to... I, I got to get him because I, I love that original. And um, th- there's a whole history with that. And that is... Uh, that, that character got so popular abroad that... Uh, what's his name? Nero? Franco Nero. Franco Nero is Django. Um, when he would go make other movies, like World War Two movies or whatever, they would sell it to other countries as... Jango goes to war. Like they would just totally change the title and be like, Django goes to war or some, or some stupid crap like that. That's, that's so cool. Though. That's so, that's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. That, that always but, makes me giggle.
1: Yeah. Well, what's, what's, what's uh, funny is just recently I watched, I had watched Django Unchained again for the, for the second time since the theaters, which is, it it's so good. It's so good. Kill Bill is still the best Tarantino movie I've ever seen, but I'll tell you what, Django is right there, right with Inglorious Bastards. But it's it's cool how how Tarantino he captures the feel and you know the music and everything. But it is such a totally different storyline. I mean, it's it's about slavery, Tarantino's version, whereas Django, the original, is. Just this, just another spaghetti western. It's a spaghetti western where a bunch of cowboys get shot. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, lot.
0: It's a lot more edgier than I think a lot of even the spaghetti westerns. Um, we again, I, I guess we'd give a synopsis of it, but it, spaghetti western is the synopsis. If you don't know what that, that is, the, yeah, yeah they're, they're all the same. It's uh, it's kind of like kung. Fu, it's uh, kind of like those old is, kung fu. It's very much like that, and a lot of those spaghetti westerns were were the western version of old-school kung fu martial arts movies. It's all the same. You're one of three storylines. You you killed my father, prepare to die. You killed killed my my wife, prepare to die. die. I've even seen in kung fu, you killed my second cousin, prepare to die. (laughs) Not exaggerating, I own a movie where that happens, (laughs) and And it's the same.
1: Somewhere in there, there's gold or or justice will be served.
0: Yeah, some bad guys taking over some small town, and (laughs) yeah.
1: So and then they, they they all follow the standard like like you said. I mean, there's always a brothel in there somewhere. So there's the big busty Italian chicks in there, and and.
0: A a training montage, maybe, or where uh, didn't Yango get beat up and then he's got to heal up and retrain or something? I might be, I might be confusing that with other spaghetti westerns, but that's that's a (laughs) common theme as well in those movies.
1: (laughs) But I I I am surprised. As much as I love Django Unchained, the Tarantino version, um, I am actually surprised with how much he pays. homage to those older movies that it's so different than the original Django the storyline has nothing to do with with what the original one was other than the the theme song
0: but it's the same as Inglorious Bastards and going back to what we said about Death Proof and Death Proof um, his half of the Grindhouse double header instead of paying homage he actually made a Grindhouse film and it's the yeah. same like with Inglorious Bastards, he took, you know, the plot out, uh, the outline basically of one grindhouse movie, and made a grindhouse movie, not paying homage, not a remake. And it's the same with Django. He took kind of a character and an idea and just went balls out, made a, his own grindhouse movie that, in a way, pays homage to the whole subgenre of like spaghetti western with the. Inglorious Bastards. It was the Grindhouse War movie, and yeah. with this, it's the Grindhouse Spaghetti Western. Yeah. So yeah. he he manages to make his own thing while just pulling a little bit of homage to create it. Yeah. Which yeah. is brilliant. It, it was same with Kill Bill with the old with the, with Kung Fu. It, that's what he that's what he does. He he makes. You know, everybody is every art is borrowed from some other art, and yeah. that's all that he's doing. And he just does it better than
1: everybody else. He does it better than everybody else. And I'm wondering, I, I am actually surprised that he is taking on another Western. Um, Cause he, boy, he just jumps around so much. I am very surprised that he's going to do another Western right after Django. But you know, I, I am too. I, like and
0: I, I am too. And I'm a little disappointed um, to tell you the truth. Don't get me wrong. It's Tarantino. I'll see anything yeah. he makes, especially the, this new Tarantino where he's been, he's really found his wheelhouse and that's what he's doing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I'll, Totally see it in a second, but when I heard he's doing another western, I was like, ah, eh. like uh, yeah, I because he does so much genre hopping. I was like, where's my sci-fi? Where's oh, where's, where's my
1: sci-fi Tarantino? Or if he would uh, if he would do something like oh, like an old Corman type thing, like yeah. I'm gonna make my own little Corman type thing yes, now. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> or or uh, again, I'm the kung fu
0: guy, so I go back to Kill Bill. I'm like, if you're gonna redo one you've already done. Give me another Kill Bill type movie, yeah, yeah, you know, completely different but kung fu movie
1: know oh, If you would actually do something like that, but but set it in like an old like back in feudal Japan, like an old Shaw Brothers movie, like the real deal, you know, it would be just kick ass. Oh, it'd be so epic. Or <laughs> or you know what he's primed to do? What he needs to
0: do is another. Um, he would be the. I shouldn't say what he needs to do. What he would be perfect to do would be that Dirty Harry. Um, Ooh. or, uh, what's his... Charles, Bronson. Charles Bronson death wish. He needs yeah. to do that kind of contemporary set in New York, yeah. um, revenge. Uh, I mean, that's all he does is revenge shit, but, uh, yeah. that kind of revenge thing where it's more, a little more contemporary where it's one man against an arm. I, again, he does that all the time, but <laughs> and we're just, I'm just trying to
1: plop it into this different setting. Well, and the thing is, he listens to this podcast. So Tarantino, seriously, come on! You hear what we're saying? Get on it! <laughs> I do.
0: Trust me, he does not listen to this podcast. I, I texted him the other day, and he's way behind. He, <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "He was like, screw your stupid little podcast. I don't even care. I'm too busy. I'm <laughs> making cowboy movies and trying to show some other black guy's dick." <laughs> oh, that would <be> get cut. <laughs> I guarantee you it won't.
1: <laughs> okay, well back to now that I've I've taken fifteen minutes of, of
0: It's okay. Western. I want you to keep going because I actually haven't watched that much. I have I've, I've watched stuff but I've been watching T V and
1: gotcha. stuff that's not gonna be
0: that interesting for the pod.
1: Um Well I figured that the Django um that's because we hit on, on Spaghetti Westerns, that's a great discussion topic right there. the is, yeah. is is the old spaghetti western definitely? Um, and if you want to keep going on like an older style movie, um, I don't think you've watched it yet, but I did watch Invaders from Mars.
0: Uh, uh, you talked about it a little bit last pod. Um, sh- is that one you think I'd like? Should I add that one? Should I get on that? Or? You know,
1: I think that you should. Um, it's from our man, uh, Mister Mister Hooper. Oh boy, you have been on a Hooper kick lately. Man. I know, I know, but I mean, like life. I I really dug Life Force. And I know that Poltergeist was, you know, "quote unquote" a Steven Spielberg movie, but got, <laughs> it his is. name is still behind as you know yeah. as a director. But Invaders from Mars is is very interesting. Um, I actually thought that I had watched it and I didn't. I was thinking of the Explorers. Oh, I love the Explorers! now oh, oh, great. That's yeah. a great movie. Great this, family movie too. Um, yes, and and speaking of which, this was a family movie, but it felt like it, it, it didn't want to be, but it was, it, it had, had to be. The whole way through, I'm like, boy, this feels like he's trying to make an, a horror movie, a horror sci-fi movie, and he's not allowed. Uh, so, it's, it's basically, it's. it's I mean, in, Invasion of the Body Snatchers is basically, that's your storyline. That's all you need to know. It's in, it's Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but it's called Invasion It's from Mars, and it's it has the the Goonies type feel, like you 85, So it just it felt like a Goonies type movie or that that type. Um, but you're a sci fi guy and you like the. I think you should give it a chance, but just keep in mind who made the movie. It's a Canon movie, by what? the way.
0: Okay, I'm watching it.
1: What year is yes. it? Yeah, the Canon movie. The Canon logo came up, and like, oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> what
0: year is it? What year was oh, that? Exactly. Do you know what year it was? Uh, it, it was 84 or 85 is when uh, it came out.
1: Good good deal.
0: I will watch it then.
1: Yeah. I'll definitely but, add yeah. that one then. On. Yeah, okay. Um Oh, and Stan Winston did the uh, creature effects in it. Nice. So they're that nice. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, okay. So it, it but it, it just felt like and uh, again, Canon it, they just love to just throw money around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this movie had a fairly decent budget, I think, but I'm like, oh, something's not quite right here, but it's still, I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it, but something's off. (laughs) Oh, I know what it is, it's canon, that's what it is.
0: Oh, by the way, I wanted to uh, mention, um, there is a documentary about canon films that is at TIFF right now, Toronto International Film Festival, Mm -hmm. Um, and they have a Facebook page, you should go and like it, because I'm getting updates constantly about it it's called electric boogaloo the real story behind canon films or something it's a whole retrospective about canon films and the people involved like i'm like oh can't wait to watch this movie uh it's not not out yet but it was something i wanted to bring your attention i keep forgetting to tell you you probably have seen on my facebook where i liked something electric boogaloo something or other that is the documentary of canon films so oh, I'm, to, oh, I'm on Souls. Yeah, all. you need to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, back to me. I want to touch on a couple of shows real quick, and then okay. we're going to move into our upcoming films we're planning on watching, and we're going to wrap this up. Okay. Um, I finished Star Wars Clone Wars uh, episode, oh. uh, Season 6. I watch all of it now. I am absolutely going to buy this box set on Blu-ray as soon as I, it becomes affordable or I have money. I absolutely loved it. The last season was produced with Netflix, so I thought maybe there's going to be a dip or a change. It was astounding. The stuff... The the last few episodes were just astounding. It's great. I loved it so much. Any Star Wars uh, aficionado or nerd, (laughs) just watch it. Get into it. It's awesome. I also uh, finished up Season 2 of Batman Brave and the Bold, which... Wasn't a cartoon that I thought I'd get into it uh, on Netflix, but it it's kind of like uh, a throwback to the '66 Batman, Adam West, uh, okay. Burt, Burt Ward, which I, I'm kind of more and more am, am understanding because that was not my time. So I'm just like, oh, it's cheesy and campy and stupid, yeah. but you know, it, it was a stepping stone to getting comics into the mainstream. So, I'm being more and more forgiving of it. And that, that actually, the Batman 66 is, uh, if it hasn't been released yet on Blu ray, it's being released very soon. They finally got around to fixing all the rights issues with everybody involved in that. Uh, that's the only reason it, it, it's been on bootlegs for years, literally until the uh, last year, uh, oh. where they finally got all the rights issues worked out with whoever the rights are involved with. DC, Warner Brothers, this person, that person, whatever. Over the years, it just got so convoluted, nobody could ever get it uh, straightened out. Um, And they finally reached some sort of universal agreement, and it's coming out on DVD and Blu-ray. And I'm gonna probably have to own that, because I got to give that a shot. Um, But this cartoon was kind of an homage to that era of Batman, where it's a little happier and whatever, and I gotta tell you, I gave it a chance because it was Batman that I could watch with the kids. And a lot of Batman, even the animated series, the original from uh, Batman animated series from the '90s, that I kind of came up with. Not all of it is kid friendly because it's dark. It, it's that's my Batman. That's what I came up with. So seeing the campy stuff, it was hard for me to get into. But I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of uh, good cameos and uh, from B villains and B uh, heroes, and so they're throwing a lot of. S- everything at the wall to just, we can do whatever we want in the show. It's a kid show. So everything flies and they're doing Batmite and Bizarro and all these w- weird sub characters. So I'm enjoying that. And there's only three seasons of it. So I, I'm going to finish that, but
1: um, anyway, does Batman, does Batman shoot a lot of people and drive up the side of walls? No, no, he doesn't do that. No, <laughs> there's none oh. of
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> It has, it, You know, I had a lot of cool interactions with just, um, like, Blue Beetle and uh, Superman. And, you know, there's a lot of DC people that come in there that you don't see a lot in the mainstream kind of stuff. It's all stuff that was in comics. But yeah. seeing it even brought from the book to the screen, even if it's a small screen on this campy little show, it's still fun. So it's good, you know, to have a Batman that you can expose to your kids, and it's no big deal. Gotcha.
1: Now real quick about star wars um the last season was that done I'm guessing that was done like that was made before the the selling of Star Wars and Lucasfilm to uh Disney I don't know I would have to look into that i'm I, just I'm curious just because things have changed so much since that happened
0: they have but and, it, Lucas is li- listed as um executive producer on all these all these seasons from the very okay. beginning, he was listed as um, a, a creative consultant, executive producer, or whatever it is. He has he has credits right off the bat. He's the first credit. So, at some level, he was involved in this show. Um, okay. Whether it's in name only, if he sold his name for that, that's on him. I, 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 it's, yeah. it, it's so good, I have to think he had
1: some sort of involvement, though. Because I'm not sure how involved he is with the new movie. I'm guessing not a whole lot, but I, I wasn't sure if... He yes, is exactly. he,
0: uh, oh, he was he is on like as creative consultant and stuff like that like they are using him as the vault for what do you think about this? Uh, uh, from my understanding of it as an outside obviously I I have Tarantino's number in my phone. I don't yes, yes, I don't sorry. have Lucas don't be stupid <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but from mm. what I understand, he is very much involved in the making of these new films. So, anyway, um, let's move on to a new little thing we want to add at the end of every show. We're going to give you a little tease of what we have on deck uh, for what we plan on watch watching before the next episode. Yep. Um, I'm always adding and deleting stuff from my queue, so it's a constant wave of fluctuation. But I'm going to run through these real quick, and then you can run through your list, and we're going to be done. Okay. Uh, filth was added to Netflix recently, oh, yes. What? Yes, sir. Uh, it's yeah. on there. Uh, that
1: well, I'm is, gonna, I'm I'm gonna pay you back on that one because that's that one will be one that I watch in the very very immediate future. Me too.
0: That that one and Blue Ruin are the two that are top of my list that I want to watch as soon as possible. Uh, Filth is a Irvin Welsh novel. Uh, one of those that I I again heard was not going to be adaptable because it was so filthy. Not to uh, steal from its title, it's about a cop. I, I, I'm just going off the trailer, but a cop doing drugs left and right, and hookers and blow and blah 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 blah. And... So bad, bad lieutenant remake. Sure, but it's Irvin Welsh style, who did Train Spotting. So I'm, I'm in. Uh, uh, author of the novel Train Spotting. This is James McAvoy, right? This yes. is the James McAvoy. Yes, movie. completely losing his crap as a detective. <laughs> Which oh, I love I, James McAvoy, so I'm, I'm, that's an easy sell for me. Yeah. Um, next, Blue Ruin. Obviously, we've talked about it before on the show. It's i got to see right. that. Um, yeah, great movie. Journey to the West, uh, Stephen Chow movie. I, started, I watched the first ten minutes over at a friend's house, then I had to leave, and it looked very interesting. And that Journey to the West is another one that... Um, is a classic sort of Japan's uh, Shakespeare. Like it's been, okay. it's an old, old, old story that supposedly unadaptable because it's so crazy and demons and monsters and giant fish and all kinds of insanity. But through the prism of Stephen Chow, I, I automatically would watch anything he makes. Yeah. So this is a no-brainer. And, and the first 10 minutes or so that I watched were... Classic Stephen Chow. Totally awesome. I was totally involved. Loved it. Um, and last on my list is a documentary. The And I've got several documentaries actually on my list, but I just singled this one out because it's one that I'm planning on watching very soon. The Gospel According to Philip K. Dick, which is a documentary wow. of some sorts on Philip K. Dick. I don't know uh, if it's just covering books or books and movies or whatever, or just him as a person. I don't know, but I, I've watched several documentaries about him and i i I can't help it it's a sci-fi author so i've got to watch it
1: yeah cool okay well i'm going to be watching and some of the ones that i've got here on the coming soon uh to a weaver house near you that was was terrible no it was (laughs) great (laughs) uh are obviously with my wife in mind uh so a couple of these are with my wife in mind um I actually got a really good deal on Transporter 1 and 2 Blu-rays. However, they're the French imports that are un- the the uncut versions. So both parts 1 and 2 are extended if that means anything at all. I don't know, but uh, let me know I, if it makes part 2 good. If it does, yeah, then I know uh, yeah. I got them for $5 each and that's why they are now in my collection. Yeah, there you go. That's fine. Uncut French imports. I the first one is still a great movie, I think. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah. Part two, I remember not liking, but I'm like, I might like it if I can watch it uncut, maybe. (laughs) 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 Um, Next up is, uh, I haven't watched this in years, but uh, THX 1138. Oh, dude, you got the Blu-ray of that? I just bought the Blu-ray for five bucks.
0: It, it is yeah. the current director's cut, though, right? It's the director's cut with okay. the added uh,
1: CGI stuff. And I all have Okay,
0: things. good. Because I have the super-duper special edition DVD version, and it is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Actually, I thought about bringing that up this week because I was reading my new Empire where they were uh, talking about movies coming up in the next six months or so, and mm-hmm. I noticed that there's a theme. There's, there's a few more and more... Uh, Futuristic robot movies that have that 70s feel that we, we talked about Automata last pod. Um, there's several more in that vein of yeah. robot, AI, whatever coming up in the next um, several months, which is uh-huh. very exciting for someone like me who absolutely adores that uh, 70s sci fi, like THX 1138. Yeah, I, I, and I can't movie. speak much for the original version of that film because I don't know if I've ever watched it. I, I, my I, first, I've, my I've only
1: watched. My yeah.
0: first exposure was that special edition with the updated special effects. It's a fantastic movie.
1: Yeah, it is. Oh, I remember that ending at the ending of that movie. I'm like, whoa, That was that was heavy. That, that was I big thumbs up. That, that whole time.
0: movie, beginning to end, Robert Duvall. That oh, that movie is
1: so great. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. And then the last one for me is um, is going to be uh, Cabin Fever. You bought it. You, you bought Patient Zero. Patient Zero. Oh, it was on sale, you see. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. Wait a minute. That's Isn't all... that like the second sequel?
1: Or is that a prequel? That's part three, yes. Did you like yeah. the sequel? No, but <laughs> this is part three, and Sean Austin is in this. Oh, so you, oh that means it's going to be a raging pile of shit. You oh, hated the sequel, didn't you? Did you not hate the sequel? Uh, yes. but No. That was because Lionsgate got involved. That was a Ty West movie. Ty yes. West directed that. I know. But but Lionsgate took it out of their hands, out of his hands, and basically they reshot stuff. And he was like, "Can I get an Al- Alan whoa, Smithy?" on Oh, whoa!
0: This? They went so far as to reshoot stuff.
1: Yes. There was a that was an Alan Smithy. He wanted Alan Smithy on that one. Wow, and they said, that's right. You're not getting an Alan Smithy. How do they have any uh, right to that? Huh? How do they have any right to say he doesn't have an Alan Smithy? Uh, because I think that he was not a member of the uh, the oh. director's guild or something. Oh. So he, he literally could not legally do it. That sucks. Um, yeah. So, but part three is now upon us. And I got it for dirt cheap, which is most of my Blu-rays are dirt cheap. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Oh, well,
0: I will wait with bated breath on that, which I haven't even oh. watched the sequel because I hated the first one. So, <laughs> hence, our, hence our long running uh, uh, roulette. So. Yes.
1: Which sometime in, in in a future roulette, that will that we'll save that, that
0: for something epic like pod number one hundred or something yes. something like that. I think that's that's what we'll do. Pod one hundred,
1: cabin fever versus Vanilla Sky.
0: Yeah, once again, we'll both come in and talk about how much we hate each other because we were forced to watch these horribly mov- horrible movies. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> anything else on your coming soon? That's it. That's,
1: that's, that's more than enough till next week.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and we're not promising reviews for these movies next pod. We're just telling you what we're planning on watching in the near future. It may be a couple of pods till we get to them all. Um, as always, you can get a hold of us at MovieFreaksPod at Yahoo.com with movies you want us to watch, uh, questions, topics, whatever. Um, and that's going to be it for this episode. I'm Eric Warner.
1: I'm Eugene Weaver.
0: See you next time. Thanks for listening.